This wasn't meant to be the first video that I was going to do when I launched my new website. I had, um, I had all sort of loose plans about what would come first and how we'd ease into all of this stuff and there was going to be stuff about taking responsibility and then step by step into time management and stuff that you can use in your career and your businesses. And then the coronavirus hit the planet and I thought what's the best thing that we could start with? What could help the most people now? Seeing as there's a load of panic and fear spreading around the globe. And I, w I definitely wasn't gonna start with all this because from my own experience personally, and from all the people I know and all the people I come across in my life, we don't like talking about our emotions. It's not something, especially in Britain, it's not something we do. It's not something that we're encouraged to do much. Things are changing now a little bit, but. We've never really been encouraged. So I thought, you know, we'll ease gently into all that in the coming weeks and months. That's the whole point of this this site, this channel, this podcast. But then coronavirus, and I thought, well, why don't we talk about fear? Why don't we start? Why don't we jump straight in? Why don't we talk about fear and anxiety and all the ways in which I think and I believe with the stuff I've learned in the past couple of years that Everything we get taught about it, everything we learnt about it from the second we enter this world is just bullshit and it's not helping any of us. And then I decided, right, well, instead of doing the video first, because that's the hardest bit, I'll, I'll write. I'll write an article, I'll write a blog about it and then I'll do the video off the back of it. So over the past week I've been writing this article and then it came to filming the video, to doing the audio and I was procrastinating and I kept going back to the article and I kept writing more and it was just lying in bed last night, I realized, and it was really interesting because this is the whole topic, that whenever I procrastinate and whenever I'm revisiting something and basically it's perfectionism, I'm trying to get it to, to be perfect, which is something I, I've tried to rid my life of, but it's not so easy. And whenever it comes in through stealth now, I'm more aware of the fact that it's fear. Even that is fear because the truth is when I write, I'm really comfortable. I can hide behind the words. I can, I'm confident it's good. I can work on it. I can go over and over it. I can, I can make it emotional. I can make it poetic. I can make it moving. It's like the best version of me in writing because I can practice it. Whereas this, as soon as I come to do a video, as soon as I come to do audio, the old insecurities come up. What do you look like? What are you gonna wear? What's your hairline like? I'm insecure about that. Are your teeth white enough? Then the planet decides it's gonna give me some spots and you think, fucking hell, I'm insecure about that now. And that's all fear. And something I'd forgotten when I was writing the article was, I'd started focusing on the coronavirus and how we can all deal with that. But the point of this is, that's just one topic. And it's something that everyone's afraid of at the moment. But this wider topic applies to everything. It applies to all of the things I've just said, to our daily lives, to our jobs, to our home lives, to our businesses. It's everywhere in everything. So I just thought I'd get stuck in. We'll do this video, we'll do the audio. This is not gonna be the same as the article. If you want the polished version, if you want the poetic stuff, if you want the best of me, then read the article. The blog will be uh, much more polished than this. But this is the point. The point of fear is it starts right from when we enter this planet. I, I love thinking about this. The, 
imagine, just go, just put yourself back in the, if you can, we don't remember this for a reason, consciously, but imagine being a baby coming into the world and think about where you've been. You've, <laughs> you've been naked, just floating around in this lovely safe bubble with everything's perfect. It's temperature controlled, it's lovely, it's safe. It's, that, you know, it's nice and dark, you feel safe. You've got this food pipe that you just, you have food and drink whenever you want it, you can take it. And then all of a sudden, there's no notice. Like I was thinking about this, two, two of my really good mates have just had a, a baby a few weeks ago and we, we, I went to see them, we were laughing about it. But think about this even, as, as grown humans, this is one of the most traumatic events you can ever have. I haven't got kids, but I've seen enough other people have them. It's traumatic. Like no one can prepare you for it properly. That's what everyone says to me. No one can prepare you for it. But, but you are getting prepared. You know this thing is happening. You know you've got nine months and there's a countdown. And you, you get to learn stuff and you get to read about stuff. But as a baby, you don't get any of that. As a baby, you're just in this cocoon, loving your life, growing, floating around, naked, drinking, eating from your food pipe. And then one day, you just get ripped out of it. Like someone just comes and rips you out of it. You get through this whole traumatic experience. Imagine if that happened to us now. Imagine if just in your self-isolation, someone just rips the roof off your house, pulls you through a vortex and you end up in this whole new world. Imagine how traumatic that would be. Imagine how frightened you'd be. And then we come outside and from the start, we do the first way we can communicate because we can't drink, we can't speak is to cry. So we cry because we haven't got our fucking food pipe anymore. That's you know, the one thing we need to survive. We haven't got it. It's light. There's all these bright lights. There's all these big people. We don't know who they are. And we're crying and people come up to us and they just, everyone just keeps saying to us, stop crying. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. There's nothing to be frightened of. And we're there thinking, imagine if you could speak. You'd be like, are you fucking messing? Nothing to be frightened of. Where's my fucking food pipe? I've got, I've got nothing. I've got nothing to eat. Bring me some food. And all of a sudden, it was, I was laughing about this. Like, there's the tiniest threat to us as adults that we might not be able to get enough pasta. And everybody goes out and panic buys dry pasta and toilet rolls. Where the fuck has that come from? Imagine if you survived on a food pipe that you could just get all your nutrients from. And I come across, and not only do I take that off you, but now there's someone who's 10 times your size who controls when you get to eat. Imagine how frightening that is. And we start down this path, and that's, it's nobody's fault because that's what our, we're taught and our parents were taught and their parents were taught, and it's passed down through the generations and spread through our society. But we just say to them all the time, don't be afraid, stop crying. So you learn that as a kid and then you progress and you know you, you feel a bit safe because you're still near this one who you can smell and she, if, you don't know how, I mean, this doesn't make any sense, but it feels like you know her quite well. And then all of a sudden you think, they go, right, well, we're going to put you in a different room by yourself. I'm going to put these cupboards in there, these boxes with these doors on. And I remember being two or three years old and just being petrified because I was like, what the fuck is in there? Like when, when the lights go out at night, I was convinced there are monsters in those cupboards. Because if there aren't, why have you got doors on them? You don't need, you don't need to keep the clothes locked in. What's in there? And I used to say, there's, mon Dad, mom, there's monsters in my cupboards. Can you just leave the light on outside? Leave the door open. I'm afraid. And they would say to me, there's nothing to be afraid of. 
Don't be afraid, don't be frightened, don't be scared. There's nothing to be afraid of. Stop crying, it's okay. And that's what we do all the way through and then we go to school and that's frightening and we meet other people and they've been taught the same thing and all the way through we're taught, don't be afraid. But all that leads us to do is suppress it because we are afraid from the second we enter the world all the way through there are all these things to be frightened of and we are we're afraid but we get told not to be and for once we'll talk about these in future videos but for once this is the one of the things that the lads get to complain about more than the girls because in my experience especially a man from a a big city wherever you're from around the world but probably from wherever you're from in the generations that have gone before us you're not meant to be afraid as a man you're not meant to be scared you're not meant to be frightened so we learn we learn to bury it we learn to suppress it we learn to deny it we start putting on these coats of armor because that's the only way we can deal with it we push it down we build the armor we go through life we get to a point where we've been burying it for so long we don't even see it anymore and that, that happened to me i don't know whether that resonates with you but if you'd have asked me between the ages of about I don't know 20 and 38 if you'd have asked me whether i was frightened of anything i'd have said no i was fearless that's what i'd have told you i was fearless the one thing i used to be afraid of was heights and as an example of how i would deal with fear in the past when i went i went traveling when i was 22 after university with two good mates and we ended up in sydney and you can walk over the top of the sydney harbour bridge on this tour it's incredible and I was frightened of heights, but I thought, you know what? I'll do that. I'll face it head on. I'll face the fear head on because that's the best way to get over it. So I did and it worked. And for the most part, I was okay after that. So that's the way I used to deal with fear. If you'd have asked anyone in my, in my old life before I was 38, before I started on the path I've been on for the past couple of years, they'd have probably told you I was fearless as well. I used to you know, I'd quit a job, really good job to start a business. I started more businesses. I did all kinds, everything in my life suggested I was fearless. But there was always something deep inside. If you watch my Origins video, there's, there's more background to this, but I always felt discontent inside, never, never peaceful. And when I started on the path I've been on for the past couple of years of figuring it out and seeing a therapist and working with coaches and the big revelation of understanding that i was insecure and afraid was massive and that's what led to this and that's what led has led to doing this video and especially now in this time of literally global fear global panic and i mean we've been we've been walking to this place slowly for a while i think we we exist in a in a climate of fear and the problem we've got with the lessons that we've been taught for generations, not just our generation, not just what we're passing on to the next generations and all the ones that went before, is the lesson is wrong. It's completely wrong. There's no point us telling people not to be afraid because we are afraid. That's the point. We are, we can't, we can't control our emotions. We can't, we can control what we do with our emotions, but the way we react to things in life, the fear that comes through, is there whether we like it or not. So there's no point telling each other not to feel it because that just leads to suppressing it. The better thing to do, the better way forward is to acknowledge it, 
to acknowledge and accept that we are afraid because that way our bodies can release it, we can manage it better, we can move forward in a more healthy way. We don't have to, the, the problem with denying your own emotions, the problem with denying your own fear, your own anxiety, is it just pushes it down. But when you push it down, it doesn't, it doesn't help. It makes it worse. All that happens is these things start controlling you subconsciously and you don't even realize they're there. If you're anything like I was, there will be anxiety and fear in your life, controlling your life, controlling loads of aspects of your life, and you won't even know about it. I had no idea I had any levels of anxiety at all until about six months ago. So it took 18 months of working with therapists and coaches and thinking about this stuff loads. And even then, I had to uncover the fact that, yeah, there's a, there's a low level of anxiety constantly through things. And the problem was, and the problem is for most people, we look at other people and we look at people who worry loads about things that we consider mine and we think god i don't worry like that i don't think about things like that because i've got bigger things to worry about i've made when you've built a business or you've employed people or you've got a mortgage to pay whatever it is whatever it is in your life it makes you see other people's issues as as less problematic that's the reality that's the truth but we, we all have our own levels of anxiety we all have our own levels of fear of insecurity and the key is to acknowledge it, to accept it. So if you're like me, like I used to be, the first step, it's like being an alcoholic, the first step to get over all of this is to accept it, is to find all the places in your life where you are insecure, you are anxious, you are fearful. They will be there. We're all human. It is the most basic human emotion. It's been protecting us for thousands of years and that's why it's still there. But the difference is now we don't live in the wild, we're not, we don't need to worry about every time a, a twig snaps in the bushes in case it's a lion coming to eat us, but our brains still operate in the same way. So what we can do by acknowledging it and accepting it and letting it go, is we can start taking our brain from this place it goes to, and you've seen it during this pandemic. When we live in fear, our brain's operating like the, the monkey mind, and it, we make decisions we might not usually make. We go out and buy 300 toilet rolls that we'll never need. We go and buy bucketfuls of dry pasta without buying any pasta sauce. What's that all about? These are decisions we make when we're in fear. And it's not, this is, this pandemic, all it's doing is highlighting issues that already exist. The way we deal with each other on the internet, the way we deal with each other in work, in business, in our families, in our relationships. Most of it's built on fear, but it's because we're not accepting it. We're, we're not allowing ourselves to acknowledge that it's there. So that's step one, acknowledge it's there, accept it for what it is. It doesn't make you bad, it doesn't make you weak. Being able to see it actually makes you stronger. It makes you more peaceful. The, the changes in my life since I've acknowledged that this is inside me and gone from there are incredible. And then once you've done that, there are practical things you can do. If you're anything like me, no matter how much you want to talk about emotions, there's still a level of intellectualization about these things. We want to go through logical steps. We want practical steps to help. So again, if you want the polished version of this, you best read the article. But to run through some of them quickly, there's, I mean, there's loads. I keep coming back and thinking of more stuff, but these apply to so many parts of your life and they will help you 
dealing with this pandemic and once we come out to the other side of this pandemic if you can practice them and they need practice these are not things that change overnight bearing this in mind i'm 40 this year so the old program and i always think our brains our minds our bodies have been programmed over decades and when you come to change any of that programming it takes time you've got to be kind to yourself you've got to understand these things take time to undo so step one in times like this especially think about the news you're consuming limit the news limit what you're taking in limit your inputs be conscious become aware of what you're listening to become aware of what you're reading a few of these tie together like, please 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 stop listening to betty and norman who are sending you messages on whatsapp and in facebook and on twitter it's bollocks please just stop we all we all have this thing where we want to be the first person to spread the news and if that's it's all, all about ego next time you get a message from someone that tells you that you know the, the country's going on lockdown and we're going to be under armed guard and it makes you feel afraid think about it before you send it on think about is it real like how do you know that the person who's sending it to you when it says oh it's such a body and their their uncle works for the armed forces and the army are going to come and lock us down think about it pick a more reliable news source become more aware of where you're taking your news from this is generally like please 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 stop reading tabloid newspapers whether in print or online their business model is designed around making you afraid because when you're afraid you're more easily controlled you will buy more stuff it's as simple as that that's what they are designed to do they're designed to make you click the psychology behind the headlines and all of the way it's worded and phrased and even i watched some news the other day on a reputable news channel and the music they played over the top of the news was really daunting it was like a horror movie and that might not sound like a big deal but try watching a horror movie with the sound off and see how much less frightening it is it's just not it's just not as frightening without the the, the music and the scenes setting your your subconscious and making you afraid so be careful about where you're taking your news from 24-hour news channels want you to believe that we need to be kept updated all the time it's bollocks we don't things aren't changing that quickly in the uk in other countries whether you like the prime minister or not we are in a position now where we are getting a daily briefing from the prime minister and from senior experts who are in control of this why my recommendation is watch that update whether you like the prime minister don't listen to him if you don't want to again we're in a weird time where we don't necessarily want to listen to our leaders they're not necessarily the best people to lead us through anything like this but the experts i keep laughing this is i think after recent years with the way experts have been slated in certain parts this will be like the return of the experts the experts strike back these are the people to listen to find the sources that you can trust find people who you can believe what they're talking about watch listen to a couple of different sources think about it don't just accept the first dramatic headline that you hear that's often not going to be any good to you it's just going to make things worse limit what you're taking in do it once a day one update a day then stay off social media stay away from the news go and do something else it'll make you feel better um write things down one of the one of the best ways you can deal with anything any fear 
any anxiety, any insecurity, is to write it down. Be specific about what it is you're afraid of. And once you've written it down, write down, see if you can figure out what the root cause of the problem is. What is the root of what you're afraid of? And what are the ways in which you can mitigate it? Ultimately, at the moment, if we're all honest with ourselves, the biggest thing we're afraid of is people we love dying. That's as, that's as cold as it gets, as cold and frank and harsh as it gets. That's the truth. We're afraid of people dying, and that's okay. It's all right to be afraid that people we love might die. But rather than head into sort of, I always think the world gets split into black and white a lot these days, something I'll talk about in future videos. People either fall into the drama queen category or the complete denier category. The deniers tend to be the people completely suppressing their emotions. They just switch off. They don't want to deal with it. But the drama queens don't do any good either because they just set panic. What we want to do is find a middle ground so we can think about, okay, are the people we know who are at risk, are they vulnerable? How can we protect them? What steps can we take practically to make things better? If you're worried about your finances, same thing. You're worried about your job. You're worried about events that you've got planned that might be affected by this. Same thing, write down what's the problem, what steps could you take in the worst case scenario to, to mitigate any losses, to make things a bit better. And then write down another list, which is all of the things you're not in control of. Now I know I get this, we don't like, as humans, we don't like not being in control but there are so many things we're not in control of. And once you identify them, and again, this takes a bit of work, if you can let go of the fact that you have no control, whether someone you know dies or doesn't die is out of your control ultimately. Whether you lose your job is out of your control. Whether an event gets canceled, how long this all goes on for, what happens to us, largely is out of our control. If we can let go of that, we can let go of the anxiety and the fear behind it. Because ultimately, if we can't control it, there's no point worrying about it. So that's a big one. Um, sleep, sleep is huge. I, I would say actually of all the things I've learned, something I'm massively aware of now, because I'm, I'm always conscious of this stuff. If I'm, if I'm feeling stressed, if I'm feeling anxious, what is it? Loads of the time I'm tired. That's it, it's as, it's as simple as that, get enough sleep. If you can, if you're working from home now and you don't have to be up at a certain time to get into the office, if you can sleep without setting your alarm and wake up naturally, it is a game changer. Your body just gets to have whatever sleep it needs for the first time in years. It can really change things. I appreciate that's not possible for everyone. I appreciate you might have kids, you might still have to get up to do work, that's fine. If that is the case, something else I'd recommend is, we all love to do that thing where at night we stay up late to watch more box sets. We'll watch another two episodes. We're really tired. Go to bed. I promise you, going to bed two hours earlier will make more of a difference to your fear and anxiety levels and your general well-being and mental health than staying up an extra two hours to watch more of your box set that you're watching. You can spread it out. We've got all the time in the world at the moment. Don't binge. We don't need to. <laughs> Something else you might not like. Cut down on drink, on drugs, on shit food. Drinking alcohol, I mean. And I know this is a big one. Whatever your vice of choice is. These are things that in the moment make us feel like they're helping. But they're not. Not in the long run. Because they all add to levels of anxiety biologically. Like think about alcohol. Alcohol is a depressant. So if you're drinking, if you're, if you're off work at the moment, if you're stressed, if you're anxious, and you're drinking more as a result of it, 
over the medium to long term, it's making you worse. It's gonna, it's gonna bring you down. It's gonna depress you. I see it now because I used to be a big drinker and I've scaled back. So whenever I drink now, I'm more acutely aware of the fact it really depresses me. So I'll have this big high, but afterwards I've got this big low to deal with. And being conscious of it helps. But if you're drinking all of the time, it keeps you in this low and you can't break out of it. And then you think that's a normal state and it's not. You will feel better if you cut back on these things. But look, I get it. Like we all like to have a blowout. We all like to get pissed when bad times and stuff our faces with chocolate and takeaway and all of that. That's fine. It's about finding a balance. Again, with all of this stuff, finding a balance. Other inputs is, re is a really important one. This is controlling your own environment is really important. This goes back to what I was saying before about the news, but it's the same with other stuff. Try to become aware of things like the music you're listening to, the TV programs you're watching, just generally who's around you, how are they talking? The more negative stuff that you have coming in, the bigger your anxiety level is gonna be, the more afraid you're gonna be. If you're constantly surrounded by people talking about doomsday, even the language they use, be careful with the language you use and people around you use because it subconsciously seeps in and can really, really affect you. So be careful about what you're listening to, be careful about what you're watching. I used to love watching all the usual stuff, the dark box sets, murder, films full of murder and violence. And again, going through this process, something I've realized is, subconsciously, it really affects us. We're basically traumatizing ourselves constantly. And if you switch from watching really dark stuff, especially at times like this when it's difficult, to watching light-hearted stuff, uplifting movies, things that have a happy ending, comedy, laugh more, see if you can have a laugh, see if you can watch some stuff that you really enjoy, that really makes you laugh out loud, it will make you feel better, I promise. Um, sharing this stuff with someone else is really important, but this is key, and again, I'm gonna talk more about this in the future because I think it's another part that people talk about and they're too flippant about it, about talking with other people. In my experience, talking with other people is good if you talk to the right people. If you talk to the wrong people at any given time, not only will, the, the, whole, the old saying of a problem shared is a problem halved is true. If you speak to, the, to people who, who are emotionally equipped to speak to you about what you wanna speak about, if you speak to the people who aren't in that camp, a problem shared in my experience isn't a problem halved, it's a problem multiplied by about 10. Because what happens is they get involved emotionally in your problem and it escalates. So in this sort of example, if you're already feeling anxious and you speak to somebody else who is feeling anxious as well, there's a chance that you'll just make each other worse. The best way to share anything, whether it's about the coronavirus or anything else, is to speak to somebody who not only will not dismiss what you say, but can empathize with you and help you talk through it in a calm and measured way someone who you can properly share things with that won't be a drama queen and won't be a denier. Both of those are gonna make you feel worse if you share with them. But if you can find one person, and it only needs to be one person who you can share this stuff with and share your fears and they will accept your fears and you will accept theirs, it's massive. It will really, really help. Um, then some, some big basic ones, but Exercising is huge. If you can just get some exercise every day, if you can go outside whilst following social isolation protocols, wherever you are, obviously. Um, get outside, even if it's for a 20 minute walk, go out in nature. If you can get outside, if you're in a city and you can get somewhere where there's trees and grass and greenery, it'll really help. If not, 
whatever it is, you know, do it, go online and find a hit exercise and um, do that in your living room, do it with your family, it'll make you feel better, get your blood pumping, that will reduce anxiety, it will reduce fear, it might sound mad, try it, it'll make you feel better, and breathing, this sounds like a mad one, but we also, whenever, when I first started learning about breathing exercises and meditation falls into this, but I know loads of people don't like talking about meditation, um, breathing, we, it's one of those things we go, we all breathe, but when you start looking into it more, we don't really, we don't, we don't breathe properly. And anxiety and fear is a really good example of this. When we're afraid, we, you will catch yourself. If you, if you become aware of it, you'll find yourself holding your breath. The key is to, I could tell you about loads of them, but go online, search them, look up a guy called Wim Hof, W-I-M-H-O-F, really good. There's a free app you can get from him. Breathing exercises that will really, really help reset your system help you come back. The whole point of this is to stay out of that monkey mind, stay out of that place of panic and just getting carried away with yourself and buying hundreds of toilet rolls. Breathing really helps, you know, even, and if you don't want to do any sort of online stuff, just take old fashioned, take 10 deep breaths. You will feel better, it will help you. And then a big, big one on top of all of this stuff is gratitude. Gratitude is like fear and anxiety's kryptonite. If you can be grateful for what you've got in your life, gr gratitude and fear just can't accept it, can't exist at the same time. Gratitude's, I mean, we can get extremely soppy about it and start talking about love, but I think love's too much of a generic term. It covers too many things. Again, we'll talk about that in the future. The, the point about gratitude is, and this might sound morbid, but it, I think it's important to say, we can get carried away with fear in times like this, as I say, because we're afraid we might lose people we love. But the reality is we can lose, lose someone we love at any time. We don't know when we're gonna lose somebody. We don't know when our time is up. And what times like this give us is an opportunity to really consider our lives, to reflect and to think about all the things we're grateful for, to think about everything in our lives, the people we love, the experiences we've had, the memories we've got, to take the time to tell those people how much we love them, to take the time to phone people, we've got a bit more time on our hands now, to phone the people in our lives and tell them we love them, to share memories, to reminisce, to go back through photo albums, to think about all those old stories. These are times when we live in a world where more and more, and this has been going on for decades now, but in recent times we're even more getting pushed down this route, we're taught that life is about money and things and objects and material possessions, and it's bullshit. And the biggest thing I'd like everyone to take from this, and I'm doing the same thing, is to remind ourselves none of that stuff's important. It's not, like even from a political level without getting into too much politics, it's incredible to watch that when we need to really, as a, even the UK government is really stepping up to the plate and really helping people and we can come together and even things like, you know, you, everyone can, loads of people can work from home and their companies didn't say they could in the past. But when you absolutely have to, you can. It helps to just realign the way we think about the world we live in. This could be the greatest thing that's happened to humanity for generations. This is like, it's almost the equivalent of our world, of a world war for our generation that we, you know, we've never, we've, most people I know have never experienced a world war. But this is the sort of equivalent of forcing you to appreciate what's real, forcing you to appreciate what's really important. 
And if you can do that, if you can write down a list even, once you've done your list of all the things you're afraid of, write down a list of all the things you're grateful for, all the things in your life that you really treasure. And look, there's some things, I'm a big football fan and there's people, have, people dismiss things like football until times like this and you realize how important it is, what role it plays in communities, in society, even things like being able to hug each other, being able to shake hands, being able to be together and share time and space and laugh with your friends and go and give you, your family a cuddle. These are the things that are most important. And these are the things when we come out the other side of this, if we can stay grateful for, will completely change the way we live our lives, will completely change the way we are going forward. So this, whilst it feels like at the moment in March 2020, as I record this, like it, the world is melting down and it's the worst thing that could have happened and we might be like this for months or a year or we don't know the uncertainty is is what challenges most people but if we can get comfortable with that uncertainty if we can accept it if we can learn to acknowledge and accept our fears if we can be grateful for the things in our lives that are really important then maybe when we come out of this on the other side we'll be better than we were before and the world will be a nicer place I hope that's helped. If you have any questions, I've got time on my hands now as well. So put them in the comments, ask questions, let me know what you think. Uh, get in touch with me on social media. It's at Paul7Cope, wherever you look probably by the time this goes live. I'll happily do more videos in the future on this topic if you've got specific questions about anything I've talked about. As I say, if you want a more coherent and polished version of this, read the blog post. And I'll come back with answers to anything you might want to talk to me about. There will be more videos based around stuff like this going forward. Anything you want me to talk about, give me a shout. If you like this, spread the word, subscribe, share it with people who you know. And I'll see you on the next video.